Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 14. I know I use the same intro every time, but I want you to know I do it deliberately because I want this podcast to feel inclusive. I think there's enough stigma attached to the label runner from people who are either new to the sport or whose perception of themselves has not caught up to the fact that they're just as much a runner as the next person. Although they continue to ask themselves, am I really a runner? So as I said, welcome. I'm grateful you're spending your time with me. Today, I'm interviewing one of the members from my Runner's Mind coaching program. We just wrapped up our last 12-week round, and I wanted to give you all an insight into what it's like to participate, what to expect if you join, and how it's impacted her life. But first, let me digress for a minute, because being a runner, you may assume that My Runner's Mind is a traditional training program for runners, only more of it, maybe. You know, the ones I'm talking about, the ones that tell you, run this many miles these days of the week at this speed. And it couldn't be further from the truth, actually. One of the biggest hangups to experiencing incredible running is in the limitation of our mind and not our physical ability, right? So you know how I love quotes. Here's one for you by ultra runner Michael Delirio of Long Run Living. Here it goes. It's not the distance you must conquer in running. It's yourself. End of quote. And that's just it. It's a lot less about the physical miles we log on a regular basis as it is about the mind that drives the train. And that's really what My Runner's Mind is all about, crafting a positive mind, because when we do so, we can turn every experience into fuel. As you'll hear in the interview, Balki describes some pretty big wins or mindset shifts from the coaching that happened inside My Runner's Mind. Obviously, creating changes like these are not an overnight thing to have happened, but it's literally like clearing brain fog once it starts to happen. I won't give away too much, but I just really loved when to talk about finally embodying a runner's identity, which I think a lot of us can relate to, and of feeling worthy and prioritizing herself first 
instead of last, as so many of us do. All right, enjoy the interview, and you'll find a link to more information about the program in the show notes. All right, I am here with Bauke, who is a an ambassador for my runner's mind, really. So I'm super psyched that she has agreed to be on the podcast with me. Welcome, Bauke. Hello, Estina. Yeah, nice yeah. to be here. Bauke is coming in eight hours ahead of me, joining me from where are you joining me from, Bauke? Well, a very small place in the Netherlands called Simpelveld. <laughs> Which means what simple world really or have you translated it into English? I'm curious. Yeah, it's like a, it. a simple field, but uh, it actually yeah. comes from the word for swamp. So it, oh, it has okay. nothing to do with simple, but it was mistranslated a long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Well, now that we know where you're from, tell us just a little, or tell the listeners a little bit about you, please. Okay. So I am a runner for the last 11 years or so. And I'm 44 years old. I work as a consultant in my own company and I help a lot of researchers get money for their research. So that's a very exciting job. And then running besides it to keep sane. Nice to keep sane. All right. Very cool. So that's kind of the, the background of you. You and I met in, in the running group on Facebook, but Tell me a little bit, where were you, I guess, when you first came into to My Runner's Mind, which was actually back in January, right? You've done two rounds of it? Yeah, I did two rounds indeed. And when I joined, I think I contacted you in December to ask a little bit more about it because after all my running, and it has been really interesting journey, I started out weighing 120 kilos. I'm oh, not wow. sure what that was in English <laughs> metrics. In pounds, uh, so yeah, 200 plus pounds. Yeah. I started running because a friend of mine died because of the consequences of obesity. And I realized I'm in the same track. And I tried a lot of things to get my weight down, but nothing worked. Literally nothing worked. It was not like I was cheating or anything on a diet. It was just not working. So at some point, I told myself, what can I do uh, that works? Or at least to be logic about it. So I decided to prioritize good food and exercise. And the only exercise I could do with my work was running because the shoes fit in my suitcase. And while I traveled all over Europe, I could always bring my shoes. So that's why I started running. And I thought if I just, you know, try to maintain fitness and if I eat healthy, maybe I will not lose the weight, but at least it's better than sitting on the couch and eating bad foods. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and then I very naively downloaded a couch to 5k plan and it was nine weeks and it took me approximately nine weeks to get the first week completed so it was first was only running 60 second intervals I think it was eight or nine of them Uh and I couldn't manage and it took me Uh nine weeks before I could complete them all and then I, I happily went on to week two which took me another six weeks and and so on and A very long time later, I think it took me two years, three years, I ran my first 5K. So, and in the meantime, I also, I was also having a lot of migraines. So I wasn't always able to run. And 
So it was a very troublesome start. But I, every time I got back into the saddle and every time I could, I started running again. And then after a long time, I found a few years ago, I found a diet that really suited me. And all of a nice. sudden I got rid of my migraines and <laughs> I lost weight. Wow. So running became so much easier. I was like, oh my, this is what running is meant to be. <laughs> so nice. I had my first run without any aches or pains only two years ago, I think. And then it's when I started to get curious about what can I achieve. I ran a half marathon because a friend of mine enlisted me uh-huh. and I thought I was only going to watch her <laughs> because she said, are you coming? I was like, yeah. And then I thought to cheer you on and she thought to run. So <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> Miscommunication. Miscommunication. So I had run, walked a half marathon at that point, weighing a little bit over a hundred kilos. So that was already a nice challenge, but I powered through that one. Okay. But then if two years ago, I started to become more curious about, okay, what is possible for me? And I started training. And so, yeah, I think at some point during COVID also, I think I got really into a good training routine, started to get used to living where I live now. There's a bit slopes here and I used to live in a very flat countryside of the Netherlands. So it was challenging to run here and it was getting easier and I was losing even more weight. And so everything was going really well, mm-hmm. except my mindset. I was still projecting myself as a heavy weight, not a runner, struggling. Yeah. And then I saw the runner's mind being advertised on this Facebook group, uh, Train for Half Marathon, because I had mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm going to train for half marathon, COVID or no COVID. Whether or not events are happening, I'm just going to do it because it's my own milestone. Right. So I thought to get some some tips on how to change my perspective on running. And it did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. Nice. So you came in actually already wanting, you know, like you said, change your perspective, change your perception, working on your mindset. So very cool. So let's just jump to right now, because now you've gone through two rounds of 12 weeks each. How would you say your life has changed? Just so the listener kind of hears the, they know where you came from and how would you say things have changed? So first of all, I can now identify myself as a runner. So I think that's big of change. That's a big milestone, isn't it? I mean, to really truly feel it instead of just saying it. Yeah. 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 If people, if people ask me something or whatever, I, you know, in a conversation, I would say like, no, I, sorry, I can't do Tuesday morning because I'm running and they're like, what you're running. Yeah. I'm a runner. And that's now so normal and logical. That was not, I used to make excuses like, oh no, I'm so sorry. I can't do. And then not even saying I was going to exercise, like it was something weird and that made it all very weird. So yeah, acknowledging and that is also part of that mindset that changed that to, I am worthy of having some time in the morning or whenever mm. to do my runs, to give that time to yourself. So that definitely was a big change as well. To nice. appreciate it. Yeah. 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 You know, embody the runner's identity, like you're saying, and, and the worthiness of taking time to yourself. Yeah. 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 I like and it. And I think on... 
on, on top of that, I think what really changes in the beginning, and this was one of the things, I think the earlier things I asked your advice on was I was very much afraid to take on new routes. And mm. I was very much afraid to, for example, start uh, the strength training that I learned was very beneficial for runners. Right. But I thought, no, I can never do this. And these exercises, they look so complicated and mm. yeah, it will never happen. And I remember that you started recording videos for right. some of the exercises. And then I could see how a normal person does them. Yeah. <laughs> Labeling you a normal person now. But not, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's such a difference to see a video from somebody in their own comfort zone of their home and, and doing an exercise instead right. of seeing people in a perfect gym with a perfect body, with perfect everything. And then, you know, you, you think, okay, I'm never going to get that done. Yeah. And then seeing modifications of this and, and seeing that it's more about the process also. I think that is what I learned more than to be absolutely perfect. And it's not about doing 50 push-ups or something. It's more about, you know, training your muscles and how you do that. Yeah. <laughs> it can be 50 perfect push-ups. It can be something else. And that's yeah. what, what I learned, how to not project, for example, also that perfectionism on everything, but go into the process and trust the process and trust that you have to practice stuff to become more perfect. So that's so yeah. good that, you know, building your trust in yourself, right? Yeah, no, that's really good. I like that. And then as you were saying, more relatable with somebody you've had a conversation with, we might not live close to each other. We might not have actually met each other in person, but it's relatable through, you know, the, the conversations we've had, right? That's exactly. And also I think the whole atmosphere of it is, is totally different than when you, at least someone like me going into a gym, I've had very negative experiences, treadmill in a, in a fitness room and people actually asking me to get off because you're fat anyway. Oh. So that kind of stuff really was holding me definitely back to right. go into such situations going for classes or something. So yeah, I think in, in this way, I was really in a safe environment with somebody I dared to ask questions and, and to progress and yeah, learning so much about, I think also the negative self-talk that I was definitely doing in, uh, well, basically all the time. And especially with running, I think that learned, sorry. No, go on, go on. Okay, that, that really taught me but made me aware, uh, first of all, being aware of what you tell yourself. And then this, the the other thing is then how can you change that voice in your mind? I think a lot of people think, well, that's the thoughts I have and I have to live with that. And then learning how to change those thoughts into positive thoughts that actually give you energy yeah. has really made a change and not just in running because then you identify all the negative self-talk in other areas. Right. So that's kind of the spillover effect, right? From Definitely. participating in a, in a course like this, right? Yeah. And as you were talking, I mean, it just, a couple of things just, just hit me. You're identifying the negative self-talk, which is a big component that we talk about for sure in the program and how so often, if we are aware, like you said, we just kind of get resigned to the fact that, well, that's what we have to live with. But very often also, we're not even aware of these 60,000 some thoughts that we actually carry around with us every single day. I mean, it's a, it's a slew of thoughts and every single one 
has an impact. And I think we've, we've talked stats and, and, and research in the group. It takes about three positive thoughts to undo a negative, right? So really it is very impactful, the kind of thought that we hold. And what really came to mind as we're saying that the change you notice when you change your diet and the brain fog lifted and how good you felt. Same thing with our thoughts. Once we start shifting those negative thoughts into positive thoughts instead, how everything just also lifts and and potential opportunity kind of opens up at a whole different level similarly, right? So. Yeah, I think one of the most concrete examples about that is uh, how to perceive the weather for example I think most runners can relate to that and I was always very much dreading the cold and the rain and well then you live in the Netherlands where cold and rain are part of uh, daily uh, well most 75% of the time (laughs) (laughs) so then you know you you have a hard life and if you are obsessing over the weather to go out for a run you limit a lot of your opportunities because just when it's dry weather it's when you had a meeting planned with someone so that yeah. that is not going to happen so that you you cannot depend on that but to change your your shift in focus and see the weather as circumstances and what you think about it if you can change yes. that and i definitely change myself into thinking and also believing i am an all-weather runner i remember that (laughs) yeah i i don't mind anymore whatever and i don't even check the channel yeah maybe globally i'm you know looking maybe if there's frost on the windows or not yeah i check if there's rain do i put on a jacket but it's not obsessing anymore oh it's you know 10 degrees, would this be warm enough? Would this be, you know, and just, okay, you know, it's 10 degrees, I'll wear this. And if it's too warm, I'll, you know, put my jacket around my waist and just continue and become very casual about it. Right. Um, And I like so much that you bring up that example, actually, because you point out that, so one thing is, and I I think we see that a lot in in a lot of programs that are what I would call prescriptive that kind of just have participants do the same things as whoever has been successful in doing something, just do these things. You'll get my results. And I think a lot of us that have tried either diets or other things realize that really only lasts a week or two for as long as our willpower can power us through. Right. But what I like so much that you're touching on, you didn't just use willpower to tell yourself to stop looking at the weather or just go out there and run no matter what. You really switched your entire way of of viewing this the circumstance of the weather because the weather is just the weather. We can't we can't change it, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is what it is. But with your runner's identity, you're not going to let that keep you from running. And so I really like how you touched on that that's a component of the program also that we we really go beyond just following or running a certain amount of runs, right? It's really the experience of the run, right? Yeah, now what I also like very much about that is that everybody has their own challenges to overcome. Right. And I think it's very naive to think like for me to start a nine-week program and actually believing I could run 5K in, in nine weeks. 
when I started out, if I hadn't been so persistent in, in my goals, I would not have made it through, you know, any of, of the weeks probably. But I, I think a lot of people, they, they take a program from the internet or they go into maybe even sometimes the classes I saw in the gym and everybody has to do this exact same thing while everybody's built different, everybody has different characters, everybody has their different challenges. Maybe today you're tired and this doesn't fit you and all that makes makes us yeah, who we are. Mm. And then following a program from yeah, the internet or just a one size fits none, as I like to call them, because yeah. really it doesn't fit. And I think that's the good thing about this program. We can relate to each other's problems. Even sometimes maybe one of the other ladies has completely different challenges going on. Then I still, I can still feel the empathy for them. But mm-hmm. then I like it that that is also brought up because those different challenges shows us all how human we are and we can still learn something for the tricks somebody uses to overcome the challenges or yeah. so and and that i think is what gives you a very rich experience in this group from everybody's own experience and tailoring the different tools for their own convenience or for their own benefit yeah right yeah yeah no i i definitely agree i know myself also from from coaching programs that having that group experience is so impactful that you get to view your own experience through somebody else's eyes and you get to also view, you know, their experience through your eyes also. And then, you know, how that dynamic back and forth and, in you know, impacting each other is so powerful. Yeah. That's so good. So what would you say had the biggest impact on you in the program? I think the thing that I thought would be the least interesting, <laughs> which was <laughs> the gratitude exercises. I never thought that that would be something that would find a connection with me. I'm a very rational person. I am not very spiritual. So I, I never thought that that would do anything. Gratitude, what's that? And I remember... <laughs> That's the first a thank time, you, right? <laughs> thank you, yeah. I'm polite. <laughs> what, yes. What do you mean? <laughs> and, and I think that is something a lot of people are, are not realizing that gratitude actually is something more than just saying thank you Mm. and how deep that goes. And when I started off, first of all, I told myself, and I think this is a good advice for anyone starting on a program, but definitely this one, lean into the program 100%. I told myself, you're going to do this and whatever I'm being told, I will do it. And I will do it to the best of my abilities. And if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to ask Look, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So that was my mindset when I came in. And then there was the, the morning ritual that we're setting as a keystone habit mm-hmm. with gratitude involved there and sending love. I think that was the other one that I was raising my eyebrows and rolling my eyes at because <laughs> get to know. <laughs> sending love. Yeah, I think for a lot of people that they they might get scared if they, they hear it or they think what well, you know, it's that's all just so vague and, and whatnot. And I just want to say from the experience that I had, once you really connect to the gratitude, for example, 
And I started doing these exercises and every morning write down what you're grateful for. And in the evening, think about, you know, what was the one thing that you were most grateful for during the day. Or if I had trouble with somebody, I remember you told me at some point, try sending that person love. And I was sitting there and thinking, how do I send love to somebody who's not in the same room? It's COVID. I, you know, cannot even get to these people. Normally I would hug a person and, you know, as I sit there and, and then I just, you know, went into a cartoon situation where I was just sending little pinky hearts uh, to that person and then really trying to mean it. And, and then actually I felt the mind shift in myself and the same went with the gratitude by doing the gratitude exercises and really leaning into it, I felt my mind shift was like, oh, this is maybe not even, I mean, maybe the universe is also doing their work with me being grateful, but at least I'm doing my work because if I'm grateful, my mind changes, my emotions change. I'm such a different person when I do these exercises. And I think that is the reason why people should try it at least and lean into it Yeah, because it changes you. to begin with. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. That's the only, we can only change ourselves, right? And I just want to touch on, and you know, I love how you pointed out how you came into the program, because that's exactly how I perceived you also as somebody who was all in, super coachable. And that's really incredible because we get out of something exactly how much we put in, right? And so that's, yeah, that's so incredible. I love that you're picking up on gratitude being the thing that has that has had the biggest shift or caused the biggest shift in your life. How would you say it's caused a shift in your running if, if the listener is wondering about, well, how can I see that in, in my running career? How would you tell them that it's changed? I think the gratitude... I have an idea, but I want to hear what you think. Oh, <laughs> I know, thinking about it. So for one, I think it helps me with the negative uh, self-talk. So going out on a run because you have to or because you think you should do it because you had that nice ice cream last night or whatever. And then going on a run and all the time com- complaining to yourself about having ice cream or, oh, now I'm on this run and I have to run and it's still very long and, oh my God, are we still not there and all that. I think if you shift that and then when running and I started to really look back on my past and I started to look back on when I started running and I couldn't even run the 60 second intervals and I was thinking back about my health and how I no longer have migraines and I started to be grateful for all these things that I had and then I you know even when it was raining and I saw the sun coming and I saw a rainbow or it was snowing and I was freezing my eyebrows off (laughs) but I saw a deer crossing the road um all these little things that sparked gratitude it's like oh my I'm out here and I'm seeing this I'm you know witnessing nature or I live in such a beautiful area now I can you know see these fantastic hills even sometimes thinking yeah and I'm charging these hills and you know I'm doing great and changing that in your running and feeling then grateful for being able to do that being grateful for my health in general or being grateful for kicking myself out of the bed uh, sometimes when I did have problems with my motivation because honestly I don't get out of the bed every day like yay I'm going to run so sometimes it's it's also hard to to do that but then 
once I have my running shoes on and I'm out, I'm like, yeah, I got myself out the door. Yes. And then I'm so grateful for that moment where you do have that persistence to get you there. And then you can enjoy the run so much more and then be grateful for enjoying it and, and so on. And then it's a positive it's a spiral. Positive cycle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And actually what I was going to touch on that I've also noticed is that you know, it, it's, it's the experience that the experience of the run that shifts through the lens of being grateful. And I see that in you also. And I just heard you also pick up on the fact that a lot of people, and maybe you, you were somebody who did that prior. I was definitely somebody who exercised like that prior is that we do it. Let's see, as a cause to overcome something, usually something negative, such as like you said, have we eaten too much or, you know, do we want to lose some more weight or maintain weight at least, or do we want to deal with stressful situations or something? So it's always kind of, it's, it's just kind of the action we do in order to overcome something. So we, it's a whole different connection when, when yeah. it's just a tool where, what I hear you say now is that running has become this vehicle for you to connect at a whole deeper level with you know, your life experience. And I definitely see you, the expanse that you've gone through in your own experience of, of things, both in your, both running your runner's identity and, and how it's spilled into your career and whatnot and your personal life. Right. So, yeah, I love that you brought up gratitude. It's, it's, it's so impactful and it rewires a brain. I mean, it's scientifically proven, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Even, even science cannot deny it. So that right. is also something for people that are skeptic about it. It yeah. really does change your, your neurometrics and yes. it doesn't take, it doesn't even take a lot. It's really, for me, it's five to 10 minutes every morning right? and, and, and that's it. Yeah. And it's very relaxing and, you know, take yeah. a cup of coffee and do it and yeah. then, enjoy the the benefits it's easy and first it was only during the mornings and now indeed as you say it spills over because if i get frustrated with a situation or i get angry with someone or then i can just use the gratitude exercises to recalibrate myself and to think positive it. thoughts and that is something also i learned my, my half marathon not so long ago i was <laughs> mistakenly thinking that people would run roughly my tempo, the last people in the group, but they were targeting 45 minutes faster than me, wow. which I only found out <laughs> one mile into the run. <laughs> so <laughs> by that time, I was very tired and wondering what's, what's wrong until I you know, checked my watch and I found out I'm running way above my, my pace goal. So I slowed down and I was the last person for a long time in the on the, on the course, and and then a lady joined me on a bike from the organization. She had to monitor the last runner, so she was very nice, and we had a nice conversation. And then she said, "Oh wow, I don't have to, you know, coach you or anything." I said, "No, because you know I have my own optimism. I have my own gratitude for being here. I'm right. so happy that you know this event is still taking place." So I was spilling her with my my, my the gratitude was spilling over, and then she. She really was so surprised and she said so many runners are just running from that 
I have to do this or I'm only happy if I break my record or, you know, if I run a personal best or I only, you know, I'm happy if I can beat this other person or, and I was running for the process running because running makes me happy and running helps me to get stronger and to deal with a lot of things in life. I very much like the book from Dina Castor that where she explains that running is building her character. And I think that is definitely what it does because if you build your resilience and persistence and all, yeah, all the good character that you need. Uh, sometimes you fail where you wanted to fail, where you wanted to succeed, and things mm-hmm. like that. and that all builds your character. How do you mm-hmm. deal with that circumstance? And that is, I think, what running for me has become much more about than just what I started off with. The purpose was to maintain a certain level of health. Now yes. running is still maintaining my health, mm-hmm. but in such a deeper way because it's building my character it's keeping my mind in a good positive vibe yeah and and helping me in in that way I still say that it's keeping me sane because I'm breaking out of my work and then I run and then I have a different mindset and then I can be different person and work again and you're achieving goals within running right I mean goals you set for yourself which is part of what we also do in the program, right? We each person sets a goal and you're achieving those and, and getting the re, the rewarding feeling for achieving those goals, right? And I like I like so much how you mentioned how running builds our character, right? And understanding that how we do one thing. And so we come together around running in this group, which is really great, but We're not limiting ourselves to just, well, how fast did you run this 10K or this half marathon or whatever, right? It's how it's understanding that the process behind what we're achieving, for instance, within running is really the same process, how we achieve things in all other areas of our life, right? Yeah, definitely. And so if we can just do it in running, we can do it in all other areas. And then I love how... You know what she what she mentioned the the pacer lady at your race how so often we have these constrictive views of of why we do something such as running that it's it's just you know to beat somebody else to beat our own time which is really constrictive and limiting rather than how can we expand ourselves into this right how can we really take our own development to the next level so that's so good awesome let's see i think you've touched on so many of the questions i had and i think this is so excellent (laughs) let's see so let's just say now you we just finished round number two and so what are some of the skills you would say that that will stay with you because this isn't just a well 12 weeks are up and then you know, you won't do these things anymore, right? It's not limited to the 12 weeks, I would say, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? How would you say that it has, you know, that you'll carry this with you? Yeah, 
let me think about that a little bit. So I think, first of all, it gives a lot of tools that I'm in any way I have put into my toolbox for life, I think. Mm. And some of the habits that we created during these, well, two times 12 weeks, mm. I will definitely probably maintain, I hope at least for the rest of my life because they benefit me so well. So mm. my morning routine where I do my gratitude exercises and I th it's like a 10, 15 minute routine where I just sit, I breathe. So that sounds very easy, right? <laughs> and sometimes I just do very normal, just put on nice music. I just go very silent. I just watch my breathing, let it slow down. Sometimes I do more complicated breathing exercises, just what I feel like. I'm very natural with the flow there. Mm. I've tried a lot of different things. I think that's also for everybody try whatever fits you and whatever the mood is that you're in and then you will that will come to you so that's how i do it and then from that stillness of my mind i start writing out my gratitude and from there i send the love to the three people and mm. for now one of those people is me myself and i <laughs> no it's <Yeah>. just me. <laughs> and it, it, in the beginning also that i thought was was funny but i think i will keep doing that at least for some while because yeah. i find it sometimes very hard to be as loving to myself as i am to others right so yeah, I would, that will definitely also uh, stick with me. And let me think. And then I think what also is going to stick is also a bit surprising. We did a bit of a challenge, yeah, a 30-day challenge with the yoga. Mm -hmm. And that really was something I had not expected to make also such impact because it really helped me with my mental state, the connecting to the breathing, uh, the stillness of the yoga, mm. I think. The one that you chose was also very good for showing acceptance of where you are in the process. If you fall down, you know, yeah. let let that be an exercise in falling down and getting back up again. Right. This, this kind of attitude. So for me, yoga is anchoring into that kind of feelings. And it helps me build my core strengths that I need. And I find it so much more fun than the regular <laughs> core exercises. So right. yeah, I will definitely take those with me. And what that means for me in, in life, I think I am bringing with me a much more optimistic and, and positive attitude in all areas and, and ways to deal with circumstances that are maybe sometimes frustrating or difficult and then accepting that they are like that and then thinking how do I want to feel about them instead of just reacting to them I think that I will bring mm -hmm. that to that mindset of I choose what I think about this and therefore I choose how I feel about this right. that will definitely stay with me yeah oh that's so good and I think that's so important for any listeners who maybe have not been part of a coaching program before to understand that, I mean, coaching programs are not necessarily created equal. Like we already said, some are just more prescriptive and it's kind of like a, like you said, a one size fit none, one size fit all style. But the other one is also one that leaves you with these tools, self-coaching tools that, you know, as a, as a participant that you can take with you and sort of permanently impact your life with right so i think that's so so awesome that you have such a tool belt now of 
of a variety of tools that you can that you can pull on. That's very awesome. I had a question that says, what does it take to do well and what type of mindset? But I think you touched on it for us because you you went out to say, I committed to myself. I was going to give it a hundred percent, right? I think that is the most important thing and just do the do your homework in that way. And also when you get into a program like this, and now I'm maybe being very Dutch and we're very famous for not wanting to spend any money. But mm-hmm. if you're going into a coaching program and you're spending money on it, you want to, at least as a Dutch person, you want to get as much out of it as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only recommend to people, think of what you want to get out of it and be open and honest about it because that will help you realize those goals much better. And then maybe you'll be surprised because in my case, my goals that I put up in the beginning and the purpose for joining were only a small bargain <laughs> for what I gained back. Right. But it's because I was thinking about about what benefits me and what is my attitude going in and going in there 100% to do all this crazy stuff about gratitude and then discovering all the deeper layers into that. Only because of that attitude, I found the deeper layers. If I had gone in there half-heartedly and not done them and not connected, it would probably not have brought me so much. Right. And that is such a valuable point because it really does come down to what we what we put into it ourselves, how willing we are to have that change happen, how how willing we are to help uh, facilitate that change in ourselves, right? So yeah, very awesome. Let's see. I want your take on also, I don't know if you've participated in other, you know, running coaching programs or have had any perception of those. So how would you say that this, my runner's mind is different just in case that the listener is wondering about, you know, well, how does this really truly, is it different from another coaching or a running coaching program? I think it's different because it has a very multifaceted approach and it really targets to the person. So you can really bring your own goals into this program Mm -hmm. and then get a very personal approach. What I very much appreciated was, for example, the one-on-one calls with you every two weeks, but also the Voxer messages that we have exchanged, Mm -hmm. which really help you for you as a person you know, to get feedback on how you perceive things, if that was something that was awesome and you were really like, woohoo, I'm, you know, managed to run up this hill that I was trying to conquer for weeks and I did it and it felt great. Yeah. Or whether it's something you struggle with and you say, oh, today I was really struggling with the weather was totally unexpectedly humid and hot and I was so prepared for having a rain <laughs> pour down on me and being cold you yeah. know and, and it doesn't matter what that situation is but to be able to yeah to share that and then to get advice back and say hey look next run maybe you can try this or you can try that mm. I think there's not a lot of coaching programs out there for runners that really help you with the state of mind that you're in at that point it's very easy to say you have to run so many miles and you have to do these repeats and so on. And even that can be a science in itself if you want to target that to a person. 
but to really connect to how the person can improve themselves. And also, I think the part where you did give us a fantastic tool belt to work with, not making us dependent on mm. a coach. Yeah, we're right. not like addictive now <laughs> to, the, to the program. We can basically, with the tools, do everything we want ourselves. Right. And, and I think that kind of attitude is totally different than from most of the of the programs that I've seen so far. And that's also one of the reasons I didn't join most of the other programs. Right, right. Nice. I, I love hearing that because that's one of the things I also felt, you know, was was needed. And from what I see, you know, on Facebook or hear from other runners, for instance, what is what is needed also. Yeah, I like that so much. So just real quick for the listener, you're we there's one-on-one calls every other week. There are daily walks or messages, you know, pertain or depending on the participant, what they desire. Weekly group webinars. Now, would you say so I think we already touched on that, but would you say that you enjoyed those? weekly webinars also yeah definitely as i said in the beginning with the group perspective and hearing from other people and seeing their progress also by the way not just hearing about their struggle but also seeing how they succeed really gives a motivational aspect to see that somebody who had maybe on a very different topic but had some challenges and then seeing them overcome it and you're like I'm gonna overcome mine because it's it's like a drive and a push and encouragement that really helps you grow as well and getting feedback from the others feeling supported and and also being in a position where you can support back I think that was also something that I really appreciated that I could you know, cheer somebody else on for their half marathon and say, you you go girl. That's so nice to do for someone. And to be able to share that in a group, that's really, really well appreciated. Right. Yeah. I think there's so much potential for growth when we're, when we're in communities like that. So just so the listener knows in the, in the program, there's a weekly webinar and then there's a private Facebook community of course where most on most days people are posting and like you said cheering each other on and you know growing from that in both seeing themselves and other people and seeing other people through you know their eyes also right so yeah and I I like how you label it kind of you know giving feedback on the state of mind of the runner and giving it in real time also really right instead of just kind of a prescriptive one size fits all so very cool all right so any last comments to the listener about here just join the program (laughs) (laughs) i really (laughs) i really think it's 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 worth it to learn about yourself and to make the make the journey of running so much more enjoyable and fun and have all the benefits from running to spill over into your other areas of life and to become more happy and and grateful in in those areas as well i think so i can only say you know just go for it so good i love it yeah when we when we elevate our own joy and happiness it spills over to everybody we come in contact with also right so our loved ones and and people in our workplace and the rest of the world. Yeah. So, so good. All right. Well, thank you. I loved having you on and I've certainly loved being your guide in the last two rounds of my runner's mind. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks.
All right, runner friends, I'm excited to announce that the September to December round of My Runner's Mind will open for enrollment in the next few weeks. This is for you if you're drawn to add mindset and spiritual coaching into your running routine. In My Runner's Mind, we have community and accountability every single day. We have weekly group coaching, personal check-ins from me, personal coaching calls with me. It's an incredible and supportive community for the runner who's ready for some change in her running routine and is looking for more than simply adding more weekly miles or adding another strength routine. You can find more info on Instagram at Stina underscore Trujan, which is S-T-I-N-E underscore T-U-R-G-E-O-N or send me a DM. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.